0: what's up everybody welcome to the first official uh strength architects podcast we've done this once before in uh beginning of december uh but i'm a i'm an idiot and i fucked it up and uh, then deleted the audio and uh just a a train wreck so um we couldn't really reshoot that one because we were talking about what to eat for christmas and it's really not that good in uh to talk about (laughs) how to eat your Christmas meal. So, um, today we're gonna go over a couple new topics um, and uh, kind of start off with covering what Strength Architects uh, is and uh, the release of our online program and kind of explain what that is. Uh, You wanna run that? Yeah man, Um,
1: so Ryan and I have been, we were filming last month, we put together a program, uh, 12 Mm -hmm. weeks, Phase resistance training, all time like strongman lift inspired stuff. Um, but also with a focus on aesthetics, so like using some kind of forgotten lifts, if you will, that are really good compound movements, but also going to design to get you strong and looking good. So we built a really incredible program, and in, inside of that program as well, we're going to have a nutrition portion. Uh, Ryan's going to do a little extra thing on breath work, and we're just going to kind of keep tweaking and add into it in terms of what we want to just provide to fill this gap in the market that we see, which is that people are. <coughs> Not too sure what to be working out. Not too sure where to find a really good program. And I think we've built a really good program. So we're going to be doing that as long as as, as as well as running this podcast. We're going to shoot for an episode or two per month where we'll come in. We'll talk about some things that are interesting in the world. We'll talk about some topics that are good conversational pieces. We'll introduce what we're working on. And as of right now, this is what we're jumping into because we want to get this thing out. We want to drum up some interest. We want to provide some good conversations for you guys. And the program should be releasing in probably a month to two months. Top's depending mm-hmm. on how the editing and all of that goes because we get you some professional-looking videos and all of that good yeah, stuff. So. We,
0: yeah, we we've pretty much shot and everything's you know, done. Everything's done. We just, just gotta to upload back, it so. and you know that
1: technology stuff. So and we're figuring it out. You know.
0: That being said, that the, the program itself, so you guys know, is is um, this is like we're we're starting with our, our four piece pretty much. It's just gonna be the the core. Uh, we call it old time aesthetics. Yeah. So the core program, which is a 12-week, twelve week twelve um, twelve week phased workout. Um, program, and then we have the the nutrition piece and mobility. Uh, Oh, yeah, mobility. It's a quick mobility piece. The program itself, like, if you aren't familiar with old-time lifts, really demand and create a ton of flexibility and Mm. mobility um, because you're just doing these crazy movements through full range of motion, um, which are highly scalable, and you can kind of work towards it. But we also did, like, specific – Steve went through and did, like, a specific – joint articulation mm-hmm. uh workout uh and then i'll be adding a breath work piece and um and then the community aspect which is our our private uh our private group that will have either facebook or whatever we haven't actually figured that out yet so um that's the that's the start of it and then from there we're going to start adding in more more specific training um programs that we have kind of uh, listed that we're going to kind of just start building as we go so that eventually you'll be able to kind of pick and choose what you want to do and and progress different goals so um but i wanted to go go back to our program and kind of talk about it a little bit more why why we're choosing old time lifts like why don't we stick with other stuff that is like bodybuilder stuff if it has to do with aesthetics um aesthetics are amazingly important we all love to look good and if anybody says that they're in it just sort of function and, and just not um, not being old or whatever. Bullshit. Bullshit. God. So aesthetics always come first. I don't care who you are. The rest of it is amazing. Being able to move well and, and feel good and be healthy is obviously great, but we're in it for the aesthetics. So this is kind of blending new world, old world, what this program is. So we're taking these forgotten lifts. The, the, the reason they're forgotten is that as physical culture kind of progressed, like back in the day, these, these the men that were doing this were kind of looked at like freaks. They were in the circus because nobody was doing that kind of stuff. They were they were like bending rebar in their neck, ripping decks of cards, um, throwing anvils and and just doing crazy lifts, double body weight bent press, which is mm-hmm. basically like a, a windmill, you know, single arm. So there's a lot of stuff that people really couldn't achieve because they never tried to. So in the beginning they were kind of looked at like freaks. And then as this kind of developed, we took away the hard stuff, the flexibility, the mobility, the feats of strength, and then started using just the aesthetics piece, I and mean, that's where we got into bodybuilding. Yeah, and then bodybuilding, like bodybuilding is not an easy, or easy world to be a part of. Like, it's it's physically, mentally, uh, emotionally taxing, in this because you're doing a ton of drugs and you're you're training really hard and you're eating really either a ton or you're eating really uh, scarcely to get whatever goals you are. And it's 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 an awesome sport. Nothing I'd ever wanna do just because it's, I don't think I have the, the, the uh, emotional capacity mm-hmm. for it um, because it just takes, takes a lot out of you. But so now that's been looked at as kind of negative bodybuilding is what we, when we think aesthetics, we think bodybuilding. So um, anyways, what I'm trying to get at is that that we're taking our modern day tools, that we've we've like all the equipment that we have now, which is really cool, and applying that to some of the best lifts that really demand that that strength and full range of motion. So, um, you know, the history on this kind of stuff is like we look back at like the like ancient Greece. That's when like gymnasiums were yeah. were kind of started. And if you look at like sculptures of like the ancient Greek uh, versus like ancient Egyptians, like Egyptians were like skinny ass dudes. And mm. You don't want to look like that. You want to look like we still like model like the ideal like idealic Grecian look is like what we still think is like the ideal yeah it's look, like the know? Hercules right yeah.
1: like strong lean yeah. athletic mm-hmm. yeah th- those Greeks were by all accounts very good athletes um, so yeah but again you know like another another thing about this that I think is important to say is like we we brought these back and regress them and teach you how to do them in the mm-hmm. program. And a lot of people moved away from these kinds of lifts because they thought they were dangerous. Yeah. So as like the bodybuilding era took over, we kind of started to outsource our capacity to move through full range of motion because so many people just went to machines. Yeah. Machine Machines kind of came in the fray. And there's some great machines, don't get me wrong, but you know, the, in my opinion, at least should be used more to kind of integrate or target Mm -hmm. specific weak links. Um, And in doing that, you kind of, you know, you you don't move organically, you you move on the terms of the machine, which you can still grow muscle, obviously, you know, bodybuilders have used machines for decades, but some of the older, more successful bodybuilders still did these heavy compound lifts and these strongman movements. And then, you know, you have a culture that you know, value safety over everything else. And, you know, don't bend it, you know, your knees past 90 degrees or they'll Mm -hmm. explode. And don't, you know, lift that weight overhead with a bent spine or you'll, you know, destroy your back. And people got very scared of exercising. So we're trying to teach you the foundational skills to bring those back because, There is no such thing as a bad exercise, right? Mm -hmm. There is only an underprepared body. So if you tackle mobility and you get strength and you know how to control it and you know how to grade where you're at, you know, so you don't try a double body weight bent press on day one because you will have your asshole fall out. But you know the progressions that we teach and then you work up to those feats of strength. And again, you know, because these things are pretty much always full body and so unique, they challenge a lot of your musculature and your central nervous system. So you get to experience not only fun workouts functional workouts, and we love to throw that word around, Mm -hmm. but what does that essentially mean? Just like your ability to control heavy loads and Mm -hmm. and move organically. And uh, you get to look good in the process of doing it. So it's a win-win-win.
0: It's, we've kind of, the movements are just like multi-planar, like you're doing literally every plane of motion. So like you look at like someone sitting in any machine almost always is just, you know, frontal sagittal. Exactly. Yeah. So lifting something in, in multiple planes of motion is kind of what what all this old-time strongman stuff is. So, <clears throat> again, like you said, like, they are complex movements, mm-hmm. and they can be super dangerous for someone, like, without any kind of, like, spinal health or, yeah. or that. Anybody. So that's what we're trying to develop. We're trying to develop that baseline through the phases so that you can do these awesome lifts. And then continue the program. I mean, and then, if you you love a bent press, that's what one of our goals is is a full bent press. If you love that, trying to get body weight bent press, you know, is kind of a huge, huge goal. Yeah, that is kind of like a long term goal for myself. I haven't reached that, but but those kind of things is what you can get from this program. And um, uh, that's kind of that's kind of the essential, like why why yeah. we're doing it. You know, um, getting the add on kind of that, you know.
1: No, also just, you know, like we're trying to create a community here. I think we've all seen that in in, with recent times. Like our communities have been taken away from us in many instances mm-hmm. and uh, this is the the beautiful aspect of the online space if you can come together and find like-minded individuals have that extra layer of accountability have a program so you don't have to go in and, and you know just kind of wing it with so many people do, doing They're just walking into the gym and like well what should i do today and you know mostly it hits the mirror muscles and they forget the other important things so the goal is to provide you with a really solid structure that you can follow get in Hit the lifts, work hard, dial in your nutrition, but also sharing this with us inside the inside the community so we can collaborate on these things, so we can go live in that community and just have this sense of connection so we're all gathering in one place to work towards something greater, which is getting stronger, not just physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And that's why we're gonna you know, have so much to talk about as we continue to go. You're pretty much unlimited in that realm of how do you keep growing? How do you keep progressing? How do you learn to lead? How do you get stronger? How do you get more mobile? How do you keep tweaking your diets? where do you where do you change these things and also just having people to do that with so it's it's a it's it's a hell of a program but it's a bit more than that it's a movement more than anything Mm -hmm. else right so and that's why the podcast is a natural progression of that as well just conversations in as many places as possible to provide value so
0: yeah um so the next piece of like just looking off 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 of this this is going to kind of turn this subject into something else but we have our 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 uh Nutrition piece. So mm. our diet, I guess you would call, it, depending on what you want to do. And so we look. We've been looking at like in the uh, in the news and on on the gram a lot lately. Is is the term diet culture? Mm. Um, whether it's pro or anti, it's usually just like everything we also talk. We talk about that pendulum. Which side of it you're on? Rarely sitting here in the middle. Like maybe there, you know, there's a need for one end or the other. Mm. But we're 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 swung on both both ends right now. You know. Um, looking at like like there's the aesthetics world where they maybe they were born born kind of fit and they kind of got that way or maybe they weren't and they just sort like really far into that only aesthetics part where diet is like kind of worked for them and they haven't had the negative pieces of diet but then you got on the other side where there's there's obese people who kind of are possibly justifying and you know they're they're unhealthy but they are you know they've been shamed for so long and bullied to be you know be a certain way that like diets haven't worked for them because mm-hmm. they have other stuff going on typically when you're when you're overweight like hand in hand is, is some kind of um, is some kind of mental health issues yeah well. kind of goes with that stuff so uh, what do you think on diet culture the shaming of either take being on a diet or the shaming of yeah being fat?
1: yeah um it's funny how you said it works both ways what what we've done recently and i see this all the time especially like in the instagram world and the whole fit fam and you know like shreddy krueger's and like you know eight pack abs and what we've kind of done is we've like taken swaldemort (laughs) lots (laughs) of we've 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 just switched the addiction because this one's more virtuous Mm -hmm. so now people are like they're, they're destroying the health many times or taking you know like. Fat-burning pills and and you know just massive calorie restriction to do like a bikini show yeah. or like get on stage in their undies under yeah. lights to see who can be the most lean. Uh, that pocket in time and then like destroy the hell for it just so they can have a few ig and then pictures mentally they'll
0: never be past that like no. they'll never be that in shape again so they'll have this they'll never be good enough right yeah, like exactly it's, always it's comparing to that environment to be in
1: so you've got that end of the scale and they're they're like somehow celebrated because yeah. they look good but again mm-hmm. you don't see what's going on underneath that all of the stress all of the restriction yeah. the, the 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 psychosis that comes about through food yeah. and i can speak to this a little bit from lived experience not that i was ever a stage competitor or anything like that but i competed in mixed martial arts and i had to cut down to weight classes similarish kind of thing even though i weren't going on you know in on stage in my undies i was trying to get to very very low body fat levels mm-hmm. the lowest i ever got was like around seven and a half percent which is just astronomically low um that was measured by like bod pod at liverpool university mm-hmm. it was one of my last fights and i was like just like i might have looked good in terms of ripped but yeah. i felt like dog shit, you know yeah. and anyway this like That's one extreme of the scale, and Mm -hmm. that's kind of more celebrated because, like, well, that's healthy, but you don't see what's really going on. And then you've got, you know, the very other end of the scale where you've got people that are 250 pounds, 300 pounds, Mm -hmm. and that's healthy, too. And that's obviously not healthy either. You know, again, where do we strike this balance? But, again, wherever that person is on that scale, diet culture isn't helping because it sold them a narrative. It sold them a story. Mm -hmm. It's become unhealthy. It's become an obsession. Ultimately, it's become a way that they validate their self-worth through whatever it is, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, food or whether that's getting on stage, being a bikini yeah. model, yeah. whatever. So it is uh, it is pretty toxic. And I think ultimately you know, the goal is to prioritize health focus on gaining health not necessarily losing weight not necessarily having to be eight percent body fat and not also shaming yourself if you are overweight understanding that you can get healthier it doesn't mean that you're you know you're you're, you're, you're bowing down to the patriarchy mm-hmm. or all yeah. of these expectations of what people want no it's about health right? There is a certain point where you can't be 300 pounds and yeah. healthy. It's, it's medically not possible. It doesn't mean that you can't feel good about yourself. It doesn't mean you can't love yourself, but you should also just be real about the situation. Yeah. Like health is the important thing here. Right? Yeah. And that means, you know, getting stronger, but it's much more than that. It's about your psychological relationship with yourself and your food and healing your emotional triggers around all of that yeah. stuff, whether you are Shreddy Kruger or yeah. whether you are, you know, a big, a big person that needs to lose some weight.
0: And even looking at like someone that's thirty, like you know, thirty pounds overweight. Like, I've I've been thirty pounds over, overweight, and that's how I kind of grew up in high school. You mm-hmm. know, it's like the most ideal time to be fat is uh, through through high school, kind of, of course. a little fat shame into into yes. losing weight. But um, but uh, like that uncomfortableness of having like just I was say like imagine wearing a, like even a backpack with thirty yeah. pounds in the back of it the whole all day. Like you're not gonna go to the gym. No, you you're barely want to walk around. It's just super uncomfortable to carry around, tie your shoes. Like, mm-hmm. It's just just that little bit of weight and imagine a hundred pounds extra, you know, it's if you, even if you were completely healthy at that weight, you wouldn't really want to have that additional weight on you if you didn't have to, you know, just be like, just for comfort. But, um, but I mean, they've even shown that like, like, healthy fat people, healthy, whatever yeah. they call it, like people that are like exercise, yeah. eat well, but they're still kind of overweight because maybe they eat too much healthy food. Yeah. Uh, opposed to like a unfit skinny person. Yeah. This unfit skinny person is like, I think two times more likely to have diabetes than, the, mm. than that person, than the fat person is. So it's, it is, like you said, like this is just health, health is the focus and it doesn't matter if you're, what side you're on, you should be coming towards the center where it's just, the focus isn't like, like, I mean, like we were just talking, like like we aesthetics is, is super important to everybody. Yeah, we want to look good. Yeah, we do. But but when it comes to to that to to your dietary needs, if you focus on the health, the whole foods, not being some kind of. Like, just don't do a diet with a name. Just eating whole foods, you're going to generally get those aesthetic goals if you just focus on the consistency of it. Yeah,
1: as a part of the process. So it's like, yes, aesthetics. Yes, we all want to look good. Yes, we all want to feel confident. That's ultimately what it comes down to, right? If you ask somebody you know, how they would wanna look, they they kind of will tell you, you know, I would like to be this way and I would like to look a certain way, but if you get under that, why do they wanna look that way? It's not just because then they'll have completed it, it's because that will make them feel confident, that mm-hmm. will make them feel seen, that will make them be able to go to the beach, you know, in their undercrackers and feel good about it, I'll be able to help them, you know, be more intimate with the partner without wanting to shit sh- the lights off, you know? Yeah. And that's that's good, that's what you want for people, so you don't want to attach like aesthetics as your worth, because that'll just leave to that classic like I'll be happy when syndrome and I think a lot of yeah. people are there oh you know I'm a I'm I'm 150 right now but I would love to be 135 and skinny and when I get there I'll finally be happy mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that no. you know you're just chasing a carrot on the yeah. stick and you might get to 135 and you've put all of this energy and stock into get climbing this mountain you get to the top and you realize it wasn't the destination yeah. oh shit the mountain's over there yeah. right you're 135 great but that wasn't it. So now you're like, okay, what's the next thing? Yeah. And people just keep pivoting. And then it's oh, it must be this career thing, and then it must be this relationship mm-hmm. thing, and then it, oh, it must be a dog. No, no, no. <laughs> like yeah. it's just. You know focus on yourself like yeah. figure out what's going on internally yeah. and then like when it comes to health you know prioritize just true health which is true self-love respect yourself to move your body to feed yourself yeah. well and you can do that from a place of love not a place of shame and the health aspects will usually come then as a process of your kind of commitment to yourself and guess what then you'll get to have your cake and eat it too proverbially you know you'll get to feel good and look good which is you know the the the, the best case scenario where it's just that this this feeling good feeling confident is a natural organic manifestation of how you're treating yourself and the behaviors that you're choosing because you want to, not because mm-hmm. you feel like you have to, or not because you feel like they're the things that are finally going to make you happy yeah. because only you can make you happy. No abs will do it. No, no, no cake will do it. No McDonald's will do it. No, you know, nothing will do it. No followers on Instagram. Well, that's none of The it. problem is
0: with, like, we do have that, like that dopamine spike where we get that like, kind of like, like whether it's McDonald's or it's like, you know, we do lose a little bit of weight. So that helps us kind of find that like, you know, we get that little addiction where we lost some weight. Yeah. We start to get that steamroll. But then it's like sometimes if depending on what your initial mindset was, it creates the next addiction where now you go to the other side of the pendulum where yeah. now you're in that diet culture. Like, you know, like this happened a lot of people like that are overweight and then got into like the bodybuilding because they wanted to lose weight and feel better. Yeah. And then now they're stuck on this other side of addiction. Yeah, you know, the same The same story, just different.
1: Yeah. You know what's coming up for me as well? Have you seen the the study floating around of the new weight loss drug? no no so Which, there's a new weight loss drug and um you'll be able to find this it's been doing the rounds in a lot of a lot of papers and things like that and it was it was quite remarkable uh, it really did have some profound effects it was given to obese patients and they lost something they lost a significant amount of weight and it and it and uh, you know they were it was a long study it was controlled so like there's a lot of buzz about that because people are, like very excited oh my god it's an actual drug that works and and that's kind of you know that double-edged sword because our culture loves that they mm-hmm. love a quick fix yeah, and the, the sure. way this drug was working was it was basically affecting hunger hormones especially leptin and ghrelin so it was mm-hmm. essentially by taking this pill there was a manipulation of hormones that was basically just making people eat less so they were driving themselves into a natural mm-hmm. calorie deficit as opposed like off the back off the back of this uh, drug and they were losing weight now what happens there is though they've kind of mm-hmm. it's like when somebody wins the lottery and they've never had money and they win the lottery and all of a sudden they don't understand the value of that money because they just got it. So then they like, they lose it. You see all of these people that win the lottery and they lose the money straight away. Mm -hmm. What happens when that person stops taking the drug, Mm -hmm. right? Because you can't be on a drug forever. And if you're on a drug forever, you have to understand that a human body is like a spider's web. You can't pull on one strand without affecting the whole. So if you're manipulating your hormones with a synthetic drug, there's gonna be some downstream costs of that. Do you wanna stay on the drug and take your risk? Fine, but most people are gonna have to come off it. And when they come off it, have they really learned the behaviors to lose that weight or if they outsource their own power to yeah. a pill and what has that done for them and is that sustainable and that's kind of a testament also to where we're at with this stuff because people don't want to face the uncomfortable truths mm-hmm. of retraining the relationship with food of, of relearning to love themselves again so they can feel mm-hmm. themselves right of, of moving the body and getting up early and getting to sleep on time and getting in the steps and drinking the water and avoiding all of the mouth pleasure because that's hard mm-hmm. so Fuck that! Let's take a pill, yeah, and that'll be great. But you know, there's that's, that's not the process, right? Um, y- you want to fall in love with the process, not just the destination, mm-hmm. and that's all about the becoming, not just the being of it. So,
0: well, that 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 sounds like the, that problem too. Is like um, where they, like, say they take they take the drug, and then they so then now they de- they develop this like, well, I lose weight when I eat 800 calories a day, yeah. and they don't realize that they could be still they could be eating. 2300 calories right. a day and still be able to lose a little bit of weight yeah. it just won't be as extreme uh but now their body's kind of adapted to that that 800 calories a day yeah exactly they come off that drug and they're gonna be hungry as fuck but yeah. it sounds like i don't know it's uh, i wonder what the long term is going to be on that but it, that stuff never just never like i think it's 98 of people like that take that do a diet in general fail yeah and then like two-thirds of the people that are successful gain the weight back plus yeah. some you know yeah so it's just the statistics are not for you on a on a crash fat diet. No,
1: they're not. And that then now is that 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 story. It's funny you mentioned that because that story has now been picked up by the anti diet people. Um, there was a there's a famous I'm, I'm from the UK originally. Right. And there was a famous doctor been making the rounds on the TV recently called the fat doctor. And she has a profile and she's called the fat doctor and she is advocating to not you know to to not discriminate against fat people a lot of the things that she's saying i completely agree with but she's also saying that we shouldn't ever encourage dieting because diets fail like you Mm -hmm. just said and it's not that diets fail it's that the person fails the diet they don't adhere to it right people should understand the risks of being overweight and she is like she's she's a very overweight person herself and you know she was like making these comparisons about you know body shaming and then you know it was like speaking out of two sides of her mouth because she was pointing out all of these ways that people were body shaming fat people for being fat Mm -hmm. and then reposting on her instagram people who were slim in the speedo saying look at this guy you know pressuring you to be lean it's the same thing right it works both ways (laughs) i don't get that so it's just like, you know, just just check yourself and and maybe spend a little less time on social media because yeah, it's a friggin' toxic world. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to get healthy, I mean, you wouldn't be listening to this if health wasn't at least on your peripheral radar mm-hmm. because you either follow Ryan or I and that's what we'd make our lives on. And, you know, we give, our, we give those gifts back to people because in my book, at least, there is not a greater gift you can give someone to health. I'm not trying to sell someone to get abs and all of that shit. I want to give them the gift of health back because when you're healthier... Every single aspect of your life improves. Mm -hmm. Every single, not just the physical health, but your quality of your relationships, your energy, your joy, like all of it. So just, you know, just really get in touch with your why. If you want to get strong, if you want to lose weight, just make sure, again, you're doing it for the right reasons, noble reasons. Are you climbing the right mountain, you know?
0: How unexciting for us to tell people to just... Eat healthy and have some some couth in mm. that, you know. Instead of we don't have really the we need to have the fad. We need to have something catchier to, to get people's attention. We do. We definitely yeah, that's do. It's the, the only way that it's happening nowadays. But hopefully we can shift that. Maybe not us alone, but um, we can find a couple people that are interested in kind of yeah the, you know. I mean it, it is it, but it is like when you when you adopt that style that lifestyle where you actually like actually break free of that like you can look back at the, all the diets and yeah. shit you've done and you, you can you feel that it's like one of the because like, I've done it I've, yeah. like, I remember growing up my mom was doing like Atkins and like yeah. whatever else and I tried to join her I'm like I'm gonna fucking die yeah. this is like the most you know I mean not that Atkins was Atkins is kind of like
1: that was good man yeah, you were just, just eating like, cheeseburgers right cheese,
0: like <laughs> cheese and pork rinds what else does she yeah it was just a bunch of nasty shit it wasn't like this uh, that was probably the easiest one but doing like a lemon, yeah. lemon lemons and water diet and stupid shit like that she was on all of them so um i remember doing a couple yeah we're always
1: looking for that magic pill like always looking for that secret and again like the reasons you know the, the basics work they really do work consistency works yeah you know it's gonna take you Twice as long as you think yeah. it's gonna take. Yeah. It's probably gonna cost four times as much as you mm. thought it was gonna cost. But the, the the rewards at the end of that to truly actually be in control yeah. of your health from more of a sustainable standpoint. So it's not just something that you can suffer through yeah. for like three months and be like, oh my god, great, you know, yeah. on this dirty keto diet, I lost twenty pounds. Yeah. Okay, let me see you in a year because yeah. you've gained it all back and then exactly. so because you yeah. didn't address the the other stuff. You know, you didn't address all of that stuff yeah. and there's a funny little paradox that happens where when people stop chasing all of that stuff and they actually focus on what's really important, they usually see all the things they were chasing like this I'll be happy when syndrome, this validation, Mm -hmm. this feeling of success. When they finally stop chasing it because they no longer need it is when it will finally start flowing to them Mm -hmm. because they've like just stopped with this external validation nonsense of a certain weight or a certain number of followers or getting into a certain pant size and they've just focused on themselves and what makes them happy. And I don't care who you are or where you land on this scale. If you want to tr- truly be happy, then health is going to be on the top list of your priorities. It no. just is. I don't know that there's an argument counter to that. I don't know that there's anybody that's 300 yeah. pounds and is truly happy. I don't believe that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's some stuff going on there. you know. Yeah,
0: it usually goes hand-in-hand with that kind of stuff. Both. Yeah. I guess, again, both ends.
1: All right, so another thing that I wanted to talk about today is because obviously right we're two white men we're sitting here doing a podcast and like oh God, great more white men telling people what to do <laughs> um but a, a, a conversation that we're both quite passionate about i think is this kind of um the masculinity piece like talking about it's a controversial topic isn't it Mm -hmm. like people will you know toxic masculinity masculinity is bad uh you know stamp out the masculine because the masculine is the patriarchy and it's you know it's it's destroying the world and um you know i I ran a workshop last week on on you know talking about some of these things i know that you lead uh, a men's group that i go to here on the weekend and it's just all about men coming together to like you know, share in more safe spaces because I think we're of the opinion that masculinity isn't bad at all. And actually the the masculinity, the integrated masculine, you know, the masculine that is not that, um, you know, dominator culture, patriarchy, we will rule just because we're bigger and stronger and we're fucking meatheads. It's not that, that's not what it is. We also both acknowledge the fact that, like, men have to take responsibility, that men have fucked a lot of shit up. Like, there's a reason that we think this is important to talk about because, Men are the people that kill the most, and and they rape, and they do commit bad crimes. However, that's not just because of the men, right? It's because a lot of these people are literally little children in adult meat suits that are abusing power. But if you can can like kind of train yourself and and find a band of brothers to explore these topics with and maybe exercise some things that are within you so they don't come out in the shadows in some kind of you know um twisted form of that or an immature masculine then then actually like that that safe structured grounded masculine energy that a that a man who's working on himself can bring is actually what the world needs in times like this so what um you know like what do you think about this whole arena of like toxic masculinity and masculinity is bad and and men are wearing dresses now and is that okay and like all of this stuff that
0: just comes up so much now like what what do you toxic stand masculinity to me is like it, it just like the term if you just if you define any of the actions that are that are done by a, like a toxic masculinity and you have any other sex do the same thing it's just toxic actions you know it's just the actions and to to it as masculinity is just this just condemning masculinity. Yeah. Masculinity is not this; it's just is like a a masculine trait is not like like a sex, not like male yeah. or female. It's just what your what trait you have, and men and women both have, you know, feminine and yeah. masculine traits to them. Boom. What side they need to dive into? So, condemning it is just condemning your own actions as well. Yeah. You can, have, you, know, you can have those traits yourself.
1: And, and, and repeat that for the people in the back that are going to get triggered that we've been saying the word masculinity right now. And it's not just reserved for men. It's not just reserved for heterosexual men, gay men, women, non-binary everybody Mm -hmm. has masculine and feminine energies within them just typically speaking right men are gonna be tilted a little bit more towards the masculine and a little less towards the feminine and on the contrary for women but again to 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 you know just kind of abandon all hope for the masculine is not is not true because we're denying a part of our essence even if you're a woman you have masculine traits right and then men have have feminine
0: for like certain situations business exactly negotiations that kind of stuff yeah that's when you're in your masculine and then when you're creative and flowing and that's when you're in your feminine you know that kind of that you know that's it just shortening who you are, who we are, mm. as together, and how we have relationships with, with you know, like yeah. poles and that kind of stuff. Like to be able to like flow with another sex, or even if it's not another sex, with another energy, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that's what I think of toxic masculinity. The term, I think it's bullshit.
1: Yeah, I you agree, man. I don't think it exists. I think it's a it's a dangerous misnomer, yeah. and it, it's funny because. When I was talking about that workshop And some of the messages I receive on social media Because I'm a little bit like more outspoken on some of these things And it, and it stirs the pot, you know and it, and it naturally will But what I'll find is I'll get a lot of messages From younger men that are in college mm-hmm. That just, they just want to reach out and say thank you Because they're on like they're in these ultra-woke institutions mm-hmm. where there's only space for safe spaces. Yeah. There's no controversial thoughts. And, and all of them, you know, the, from the professors to the top-down system, are so scared of cancel culture and being so mm-hmm. PC yeah. that they've kind of stamped out, you know, that. And, and here, here now, what we have is a generation of, of men from the age of, like, 16 through their mid-20s that, yeah. that inherently do believe that they're they're somehow broken or wrong for being yeah, a man, and yeah. that causes an enormous amount of turmoil and guess right. what that does it makes them act out in the shadows down the yeah, line yeah. from those repressed behaviors so this just just understand that it's not helping the conversation to like talk about this and and act like masculinity is something that needs to be eradicated from the face of the earth yeah, yeah. it's not it's not healthy it's not helping
0: mm-hmm. um and that's even going like so the, the men in this thing yeah. men dress dresses like that's just another like like we just said like it's just another side of what those that men is man is diving into his eminence to his feminine maybe yeah. he's just being creative um doesn't mean he's gay or if he is if yeah. a fuck like if you are like solid and grounded in your masculinity yourself and you wouldn't give a fuck exactly. the only time that that matters to you is if you are totally insecure with yourself uh-huh. you look at that guy and you're like I want to fuck that guy. So you're like, <laughs> I should not feel like that. That uh, Jesus would fucking murder me right now if he knew. Uh, uh, only the, those guys are, that's like the incel, like yeah. closeted dudes that are just trying to repress everything mm-hmm. they have. Um, you know, we saw that on an Instagram post yeah. uh, that Elliot Hulse posted and took back down. Um, shout out to Elliot Hulse. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but anyways, that's, that's kind of like where we saw, we've seen it a couple of times, a couple people just hating on dudes wearing dresses and being yeah. feminine. I mean, I wear like nail polish every once yeah. in a while. Cause I, don't know I got
1: I it. I got it on Instagram. I'd posted like, what I always just post these things. I'm like, ask me a question. Somebody asked me literally this morning. That's why I, I, I prompted it to come up and it was like, what do you think of dudes wearing dresses? And I haven't answered it yet, but I was like thinking like, I couldn't give a fuck if yeah, a dude what, was. A I, dress. Don't think I, about, I don't. don't care. I don't it. Like I don't yeah. care. Am I gonna wear a dress? No, because it's not my style. But maybe one day maybe, in the future yeah, I'll want to like wear a want, dress.
0: I've been feeling like I want to. Just I've just moved I mean, to Florida. It's hot, it. you know, and I would oh, love the air conditioning on the
1: balls. Oh, so, so you know true. what? I'll never say never. But yeah. honestly. I can't give a fuck what you're wearing. I, I care about what you're doing. What are you saying? Yeah. How are you leading? Who are you being? And if you want to do that in a dress or you want to do that yeah. in a barat thong or you want to yeah. do that in manly man clothes, good for you. It yeah. doesn't really matter to me. If, um. So, like, yeah.
0: The, the guys that are doing it, too, are like in like it's like high fashion shit they're doing. It's like more like more of like a, a look. I mean, if I saw a guy wearing it's like Luke, we, we saw a guy wearing a dress. We did. Front yeah. Of the annex. He, he like I, I doubt he had or, like a normal conversation to have with that guy because he, he looked yeah. like this crazy person because he yeah, had he like a, a child's dress but like <laughs> um, it was you can tell I mean you can kind of I guess you would be uh, I guess you would just be judging the person from, yeah. but but still it, like who gives a fuck what someone wears like why would that why would that bother you if you are secure yeah and grounded you know. yeah
1: well they say like nothing can trigger you were it not already a part of your shadow yeah exactly so if you're looking at something like that and it's like outraging you yeah. and you want to scream and smash the phones like instead of you know saying this is unacceptable men should not be wearing dresses have a look what's alive in you that is so offended by that because really in the grand scheme of things what fucking difference does it make to your life whether you wear a dress yeah. or not like it, 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 So what? (laughs) So what? There's more important shit you can be worrying about, which is yourself you worry about yourself right what are you doing in the world what are you creating what life are you designing for yourself Mm -hmm. what are your relationships like are you communicating with your significant other well are you being a good father or mother are you leading in this world because if the answer to those questions is oh i've got a bit of work to do there then get your ass off instagram and stop complaining about men wearing dresses and focus on shit that's actually important
0: the the other part the men wearing dresses are not like the the men that are like outrage shooting up schools and walmarts and shit like that's those are the guys you see. Just you don't even know. You don't even notice them walking by. You so they're so like plain. Yeah. Inside, just filled with like hate, looking at people, looking at men in dresses, feeling insecure. Because yeah. they want to fuck them. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of like. <laughs> that's the people you don't have to worry about. The uh-huh. People that are outwardly like expressing themselves everything's out there you yeah know, exactly them, yeah you
1: know? and you know what that might be it might be an aspect of people resenting the fact that if you are a dude and you're confident enough to go walk down a high street in a dress mm-hmm. then you are confident yeah. as yeah. like you have unshakable confidence you don't give a fuck what anybody yeah. says about you and guess what most people want in life to feel confident yeah right they want to what what's the ultimate gift you could give to anybody is to be able to tell them Right? If you could be comfortable, truly, honestly comfortable in your own skin, in wherever you went in the world, in whatever mm-hmm. situation, people would pay you fucking millions of yeah. dollars for that. And that guy walking down the dress in the street, or Harry Styles posing on the mm-hmm. cover of Vogue or whatever it was, he's confident. And people resent that because mm-hmm. they're not confident. Exactly. So it's like,
0: yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's
1: it's emasculating man. <laughs> mm, maybe. <laughs> but it's probably not.
0: You. It's emasculating you. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, yeah, like, who doesn't care about what people think about them? Like, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, to an extent, there's obviously people that care less, you know. I, I don't, I, I care what people think about me, yeah. you know. Not yeah. to a huge extent, like other others may, but. I um, think everybody does a bit. Yeah, it's natural. Yeah. But to see someone else like that, it's just like, like like you said, like, I would wear a dress functionally. Like, in Florida, it would be amazing. I'm always just jealous it would of be my great. girlfriend wearing, a, like, a sun dress. And just yeah. That breeze going through. But I'm not brave enough. I'm barely brave enough to rollerblade in public. So let put on a dress. It's so true, man. Yeah.
1: It's so true. Yeah. But it's like, um, you know, carving out a space for all those conversations is, is very, very important. And yeah. I think that's all we're trying to do is just like, you know, have more of these conversations. Because all you really mm-hmm. see is like clickbait articles and outrage yeah. today. So like, I don't know. Maybe there's just like some nuance to be said and and had yeah. around these topics, and you know, it, that swings both ways too. Because I'm sure the shit going on on the feminine side of the world, but. You know, we stay in our lane because yeah. we're not women, right? We no. are trying to ma- m- blend more into our feminine with what we're doing. This is a, a feminine trait yeah. of you know archetypical energy, right? It's creative and things like mm-hmm. that. But you know, just speaking from the experience of a man growing up in this culture where men do rule, there is the dominator culture that we have. We we can see, and I can see now that we have some. Problems to fix, and the only way we can fix those problems is with integrating the masculine and creating healthy, strong men that lead, yeah. whether they want to wear dresses or not. That doesn't make a difference. And to be the change makers, yeah. like be the difference you want to see in the world, right? Be the change. My boy Gandhi said that. Respect Gandhi. Respect. Uh, Gandhi wore a dress. Yeah, <laughs> Gandhi exactly. wore. It. Fuck it me. Yeah, there was a dress. Gandhi wore a dress. Nobody uh-huh. was giving Gandhi shit for uh-huh. wearing a dress. We
0: wouldn't. Damn. I so still wearing it? wearing a, a Gandhi dress.
1: I'm just going to bring it back and just yeah. hashtag Gandhi. Yeah.
0: The, so like the other, the other part is like defining masculinity is, is what people are having a problem with too. Cause you have people that are off on like the, the far, like where it would be like toxic masculinity. Yeah. You know, like what we were just talking about, the like guys that are condemning men wearing dresses and they're like, well, join my group of, of men that are warriors and all this other bullshit that they think that they're doing the right. And so they're pulling in lots of men that are confused as well. Yeah. Uh, Who's right? I mean, we are, but like, like who? How do you figure out? who You know, <laughs> when you're when you're looking and you don't know, that is that's kind of the the, the uh, problem. Or if you're on like you're a, like a male feminist, yeah, those are pretty bad too. But yeah. um, you know, it's just it's it, it's just not like having some sense of of like some kind of logic where you can kind of define what is extreme on either side is where mm. you're going to be safest if you can kind of understand what is the middle of. You know, it's just, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of the our our go-to is trying to stay through that middle line a little bit. Except right. for Except for when we need push back, you know. Yeah, from, yeah. From one of the directions.
1: It's also difficult, I think, for a lot of people, and I say this in the most loving way possible, but a lot of people don't really know how to think for themselves. Yeah. Let's just call a spade a spade, right? We, we, we grew up in, you know educational institutions that yeah. taught us how uh, what to think not yeah. necessarily how to think how to so you've got this like strange you know um oxymoron of like adults walking around doing adult things but still very much stuck in like a childlike energy where they need to be told what to do so they outsource their own critical thinking to anybody with whatever Status symbol they need to assume expert. So whether that's hundred thousand followers, if somebody's got a hundred thousand followers, that guy's definitely yeah. gonna know what he's talking about. So I'm not quite sure what to think or how to think for myself. So I'm gonna listen to this guy because he's got loads of followers. And in a very reductionist lens, whatever I say here, because I've only got four thousand followers versus what this person says over here, and they've got fifteen thousand followers, mm-hmm. that person clearly knows more because yeah. they've got more followers. Yeah. So it's also on the responsibility of the individual to pass out time to understand like when confronted with an, an opinion or opposite opinions to take both of them sit with them ask what makes sense to me what resonates for me in my heart like what rings true for me and then decide from there but don't just completely go with whatever anybody's telling you because they're an expert because then you've mm-hmm. lost all ability to think for yourself yeah. and that's um you know I think we've seen that play out on a Big old yeah, scale was, in the last year. Cling,
0: cling on to whatever yeah. it is. Could be anything nutrition, exercise, fucking.
1: Just I belong mean. to the tribe, right? Because yeah. the tribe is safe. Yeah. But what if the tribe is walking you off a cliff, homies? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, uh, R- rip. What's that time i saying? 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Um, we'll all right. Um, as we start getting ready to wrap this thing up, let me ask you one question. What do you think is the biggest or a couple of the biggest things that resistance training, gym culture, like being in a gym, being a personal trainer and working in that environment for a long time has taught you about life?
0: Mm. It Put it's in, it it in on the spot, fan. That's a big one, huh? Um. So gym culture clients, clients kind of have taught me a lot of patience, but more than anything, this this career that I've chosen has taught me like boundaries and mm. um, what to what to say no to, and that I can say no mm. uh, to my time, to money. You know, fuck yeah. you, have, you have a say. You have a client come up to you that you know is not a right fit for yeah. you. But so many times I'm like, fuck. There's a couple it's of money grand right there. I will yeah. I'll deal with them for the next three months yeah, and I do and it's always a disaster so yeah. starting to say no immediately when I said no and set a boundary um, I got busier got better clients right. made more money you know it's yeah. just the this, the saying no is is, is such a big, big yeah. piece of my life that you know that a lot of people have issues with and I kind of talked about it the other day um, with like valuing your time and like workaholism and yeah. that kind of stuff it's just um, that's my priority now uh, I've learned that I want to work less yeah and put put effort into making more money while working less hell
1: yeah less but better right yeah, like yeah. that um I, I forget who says this all the time it might be paul check but your yes has no value until you learn to say no mm-hmm. boom think about that that's exactly what you just described like yin-yang right yin-yang. yeah right? <laughs> yeah i think so yeah Shoo, some, some. flow and and like if it that, that that will ring true for so many people because if it if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Yeah. Right? But so mm-hmm. many people have like a and right. they just say yes because they have this belief that that will make them be seen or it'll make them more money or that's what a good yeah. person does. And if you say no, you're rude. Yeah. But actually like you have to be impeccable with the yeses that you give because yeah. they better be fuck yeses. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're committing yourself to a bunch of stuff that like, you don't even want to be there. Yeah. And then energetically, what that does to you is it drains you and uh, the quality of your life will spiral yeah. as a result. And yeah, God forbid, right? You might end up, you know, working more and being more productive and eking out a couple of extra thousand dollars of overtime, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a month. But what is that worth? And and, and then it's funny when people try it on like you said and you honor your no, it's almost like that paradox that exists again because you no longer need that you don't need those extra clients mm-hmm. and all of that stuff because you're protecting your boundaries and then all of a sudden the right things flow to you and exactly. you're like oh actually i've got more time better quality yeah. clients quality of life is up mm-hmm. all by protecting my yeah. ability to say no what a powerful little word no is
0: yeah and that's not that, like not even just professional like with your family or like with, with your friends your, your loved one your spouse yeah. whatever telling them no when you need to, when you need you know stuff for yourself yeah you know because they'll they'll take like family they'll take yeah they'll take take yeah. people will people in general just love to take what they can get so yeah um having the boundary of no is is essential
1: Boundaries is massive, man. I don't think many people are, are taught that again, um, you know, how to set healthy boundaries and then they don't have them. You know, if you yeah. don't put boundaries up, you're, you're gonna struggle. Healthy, successful people, um, you know, if you ever study successful people and, you know, they, they have healthy boundaries, yeah. whether that's the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or whether that's, you know, Gandhi wearing a dress, right? Successful in their own realms. What did they have? Boundaries. They knew what was a fuck yes for them. They, they mm-hmm. stayed true to the, you know, guiding star. If you will. And uh, that's a big one. So I like that. I like that. What about you? Um, uh, maybe, I don't know, there's so much, but maybe what's coming through right now is like this process of... Um, the journey delayed gratification Mm. that you don't always get what you want right right away Mm -hmm. um i think it's an important lesson for people now especially because we've gotten so used to just having what we want immediately Mm -hmm. you know we if we bring it back to diet right it's like a 21 day fix you know a 30 day detox if you want to you know hire most people as a personal trainer whether it's online or in person they're going to tell you you know like you know eight weeks to shred or Mm -hmm. whatever it is and it's like in in the reality of it this game of life and this game of consistent growth takes years and mm-hmm. years and mm-hmm. years and it's about one day at a time one step in front of another understanding that you are going to veer off path you're going to fall down and you just have to be the kind of person that flows back on and gets there. because the most important thing by a country mile is consistency yeah i would read it. i would even rather have somebody take on a terrible workout program and be consistent with yeah. it mm-hmm. than than buy our program and just do it for eight weeks and then yeah, do yeah, it again. Because yeah. the person that's doing the shitty workout yeah. program that's being consistent is yeah. gonna get better results. For sure. Uh, can you show up every single day? Can you understand where well, you didn't show up and you took your knocks and you got kicked in the dick, can you get back up and you mm. can you come back to it? And can you just keep doing that? Yeah. And understanding that like, you're not always gonna have what you want immediately. But in having the discipline to approach it in that way, you're going to ultimately end up living the life that you truly want for yourself because you're going to become the person that you need to become in order to deserve those things. And that, unfortunately, doesn't happen in a week or a month. It happens over the long-term investment of changing your habits, right? They're really the the game changers there. So. It happens for some people quicker. The body wants to heal. Health comes much faster than it takes to destroy our health. You know, abundance finds us much quicker than depression finds us. So mm-hmm. there is a, it isn't like if you've been unhealthy for 30 years, it's going to take you 30 years to get healthy. It actually, the healing process is much quicker, but it's still going to be longer than you think it's yeah. going to be. And it's still understanding that like, I'm going to have to do things today that I won't see the potential return on until a week from now, a month from now, mm-hmm. six months from now, or even 10 years from now. So just, you know, delay gratification. That showing kind of up goes, every day
0: goes combo with 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 the nose that i've said so the, the reason these nose have come out so much is i like get people coming in they're like i want to lose 30 pounds can i do that i have a wedding in, in two months and i'm like not with me i'm no. like i was like 30 pounds you're looking at like 18 20 weeks Something yeah like that you know like it's just to be healthy and consistent to to actually yeah. lose to lose fat and not mm-hmm. just a bunch of water weight that mm-hmm. you know and uh so that's where the kind of the nose come in and you know you can send them off to the, the programs online or whatever they can save some money yeah. so, but um but yeah then but then those people usually turn into being clients that they see someone giving them the truth and saying no to their money They respect and they that. usually will come and turn into a client that yeah. like actually gains that health yeah and ends up probably losing a good amount of weight before that that wedding anyways, yeah you know
1: exactly love it, man yeah. Love it. Um so yeah, we're gonna wrap this thing up. That was our first official podcast. As long as we don't fuck up the audio Hopefully, or the video. This should actually be we do live a lot of parts going on right now, so in some <laughs> way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um and we'll be doing more of these. We'll be doing at least one a month, but we're gonna shoot for two a month. Um, you know, so one episode every couple of weeks. And uh, what we would love to do is we're going to keep bringing our interest in topics to the table, you know, topics for conversation, the importance of healthy habits and strength training and all of that good stuff. But love to hear from anybody that watches this some feedback. What would you like to
0: hear from these two white men Basic, talking basically about life nice stuff. stuff? The only people who are watching. Yes. Think. So Thank mom, you. if you have a question, I'm sure you'll have some question. Um, <laughs> you want to tell me to way. curse
1: less? I'm sorry. Yes, yes, that's definitely. You can tell mm. me that. All right. Until next time. All right. Yeah. Peace out, guys. guys. Follow yours on the gram. Say hello in the DMs. Let us know what you guys want to see. Peace. Let's nice. wrap it. Wrap it. Wrap it.